Welcome to Shopcast, a weekly podcast where we answer questions about some of the most important values of the growing prayer movement in Canada. My name is Emily, and joining me today, as always, is Brian Creary, Director of Sanctuary House of Prayer in Winnipeg, and also my dad. Hey, Em. Hi. Nice to be back. Yes. So, last episode, you interviewed me. I did. Mm -hmm. That was so fun. It was fun. We talked about me being a worship leader and being one of the youngest ones in shop. So... I'm going to ask you the questions again. Okay. But I was wondering, well, for me, you probably assume that I would just be in the mix eventually because our family's super musical, so you could probably see me going up. But even before you started shop, what were some of the things that you looked for in worship leaders that you were going to be recruiting or just even now, like, Mm. but specifically before, let's start there. Okay. In the early, early days, uh, we had so few people uh, that were involved or understood enough about what this thing was that I couldn't be too choosy. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we used to say, if you can breathe, you can sing on the line. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. That, you know, that meant that a lot of people that weren't great singers mm-hmm. uh, were giving an, uh, getting an opportunity. And because we were all sort of growing in our understanding even of what we were doing and why we were doing it, we just kind of let everybody try it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite the same with worship leaders because you didn't just want somebody that was going to uh, play well or sing well. You were definitely looking for something different. And, and I remember very specifically moments where I thought I can see the performance side of them people when they were leading worship and I didn't like it at all. Hmm. I just thought, ooh, that's performance. That's designed to enhance their own reputation, to get the people to respond in a certain way, maybe even just to get the people to like them. I mean, I wasn't, you know, dig, digging deep into their motivations, but but it smacked of performance. And I thought, no, that's, that's not what this is going to be. We're going to have a lot of prayer meetings where there's nobody in the room, but the you know, the guy with the vacuum cleaner and and the Lord himself, and that's going to be it. So we can't make this about performance, about audience response, about feeling good about yourself because you can lead people well. But the problem with that was that almost everybody that had come through a church worship leading role, they didn't all have it on them, but they had been influenced by it or they'd seen it enough and the culture had communicated that was successful. The big ones, the ones that were succeeding, had a lot of that on them. I thought this has got to go a different direction. And we did have the the advantage of having IHOP down in Kansas City with 24 hours of worship leaders that were doing it more like what I was hoping for. So I could see it. I knew what I was looking for. But really what it came down to was, was there anybody that was going to let go of performance and actually minister to the Lord? Now, we've talked about this a little bit in other episodes, this idea of the priesthood being people that would minister to him and actually Focus on him, sing to him really directly and not care whether or not people thought you were an awesome guitar player or an awesome singer or you had the right dance moves or whatever they were doing. And so I really looked for that and it was there. It's kind of surprised me because I thought I'll never find that. Nobody even has that. But uh, shockingly, the Lord had 
people in our midst that sort of either had it instinctively or had had encounters along the way where it got built into them. And so I'll mention too that you guys know about, and if, if you're listening to this podcast or our, our other podcast, Burning Rooms, you've heard these people. Uh, one was Joel Augustine, and the other one is is our host of the other podcast, uh, Johan, who's sitting right here. And uh, uh, both of these guys came to us in the early stages. They were both there right at the beginning, but they had built into them through their own experiences and through the way that the Lord had formed them, this strong sense of uh, humility in the way they led, not a lot of performance. And strangely, I don't even know how the Lord does it, but they seem to instinctively understand the the priesthood and ministering to the Lord. They just had it. They had it for themselves. I hardly even had to explain it. And so that was really encouraging because in those early days when you're taking everything, you don't always get what you want. But I had two immediately that had it. They just understood it. And then just to carry the thought forward, as the months and years went on, it got a lot easier to say, hey, you want to be a better worship leader? Just go look at Joel. Or you want to go, want to learn how to do it? Just go watch Johan. And, and then you had something to build on. Mm-hmm. But without that, it would have been almost impossible. And I didn't want a house of prayer that was all performance. I thought, oh, that's going to be awful. The, everybody's up there, you know, because they want to impress the <laughs> impress <laughs> the audience or themselves or make their mom feel proud of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, just smacks of this thing and the, and the audience of one is not real. Oh, that would have been awful. The wrong culture. Right. So do you still look for the same things yeah. now in young people? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, young people are so interesting, like your age, because now, you know, Joel and Johan have been around a long time and they're much, they're older guys and they've lived a lot and they've seen a lot. They've had ex- experiences that have been both positive and difficult in their lives. And so lots has changed. Um, but the average 20 year old coming up, they're still riding on the values of their parents, as you have mentioned before. They don't really know Jesus all that well. Uh, they watch a lot of YouTube videos and, uh, you know, K-pop stars and, you know, and things like that. <laughs> Calling and, me out <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed you've watched K-pop now and then. And so, but all of that has an impact on how you perceive what being on a stage in front of people is supposed mm. to look like. And so you're fighting against some things that, you know, you don't really think that it's wrong when you watch a rock star or pop star on a they stage. They call them idols. In yeah, they call Korea too. Yeah, so I mean, we've been we're saturated with it. We've got all kinds of TV shows now designed to find the latest idol, mm. and uh, it's everywhere. So there's a there's a culture that we've picked up about what it means to be a performer and a, and and a celebrity even, and it's very it's it's polished and it's appealing. So you're 20 years yeah. old. You've watched that for years and years. You come up and now somebody hands you a microphone and says, you're on the stage, go for it. Well, you're not intending to do that, but you've just been taught. You've been schooled. So we're searching for other things. And uh, I would say I my effort is to try to find out what's going on inside their heart uh, more than uh, all the skills that they've learned. So I think at times we've probably either uh, neglected uh, someone that was very skilled and just said, no, nah, I don't think so, because they didn't have those other pieces in place. Or we've put somebody up there that wasn't as skilled as they could have been, or maybe a little e- earlier than than their skill level allowed for, because their heart was so good. They had something where they were really connecting with the Lord. And as you mentioned in a previous episode, it was 
It was worshiping for themselves that actually brought the presence of the Lord in the room, allowed other people to connect with him. I mean, that's gold in a prayer room. Mm. It's just gold. Like, forget about whether it's perfectly sung. If you can connect with God through it, that's what you want. So, yes, we search for that. We continue to search for it. If I had a 20-year-old in front of me right now, uh, if he was sitting at this table with us, and I had a chance to ask him some questions, what I would go for would not be how much guitar lessons have you have you done over the years or can you sing me uh you know a, a k-pop song and let's hear what it sounds like I, I wouldn't be i mean i want to know if they can sing obviously i want to mm-hmm. know if they've got some experience leading but i would push in a lot more into you know so how's your how do you feel about uh jesus what do you think about him and how does he feel about you and right. and uh why does it matter that we sing songs to him i i i'd want to know some of those things because they they reveal whether or not the person's heart's really tied and connected. Hmm. Were you ever like tempted to just let the person on stage that had everything perfectly but the heart when things were rougher, you were like down a lot of people? Oh yeah, that's always a temptation. Hmm. You want to, you know, houses of prayer when they're first emerging, especially it's such a new paradigm for people. And so, you know, I had connections with other churches and I knew other worship leaders and they had expressed a little bit of interest in it. And it was so right there in front of me, I could, I could really sort of try to get them to come on over. But I just knew that what they were going to bring was not going to be what we needed. And, I, and it was going to be, it sounds, you know, a bit dramatic, but it was going to be a war to try to get them to make the adjustments and the changes it's that, you know, at the end of the day, that's not worth it. I I don't want, and I'm certain the Lord doesn't want a culture in the prayer room that ends up becoming about us. He wants it to become about ever increasingly about him and Mm -hmm. about seeing him as the focus and ministering to him and in humility and working as a team together where the weakest member of the team is, is lifted up, not tossed aside because they don't have the talent or they don't have the abilities and I, I know that there's a culture out there that says, well, we got to shoot for excellence in all that we do. And I don't want us to stay in and not doing things well, but boy, that heart is so much more important all the way along than whether they can just be awesome guitar players or drummers or keyboard players. And I play the drums. I mean, I want our, I want good drummers. There's nothing worse than a drummer that can't keep time. Right. You know, so, I mean, we're hesitant to put anybody up there that can't play, but we're looking for people whose hearts are really engage and they have that peace. I think that's a struggle to find in my generation because of the excellency piece. Mm-hmm. Because my generation is all about myself, right? Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. And so mine too. But yours is very heightened right yeah. now. Yeah. So I feel like it will be hard to find that aspect because the whole point is that it's not about you at all. Right. And that it doesn't matter if you can play circles around everybody else. Yeah. Like you're going to see and hear the difference and feel the difference in their worship leading from the person beforehand who has the heart, mm-hmm. but maybe doesn't play as well. Yeah. Joel, Joel Augustine was a great example because in the early days before we even started shop, we were over at the other church, at the Vineyard Church where I used to pastor. And Joel used to love to sneak away 
even out of the service. Sometimes even out of when I was preaching. I'd be like, where's Joel? <laughs> he's gone. He's gone down the hallway into a room in the back that we called the prayer room where they had a, a piano. Mm-hmm. And he'd be in there all by himself worshiping. Mm-hmm. No audience, no crowd, no other people. He'd just be on the keyboard singing songs to Jesus. And I'm like, this guy has got the heart. He understands that the Lord is listening. He wants a relationship with him that, that because he's being pulled by his heart, it's, his actions are following. And this is exactly the kind of thing that's going to make an excellent prayer room worship leader. Nobody's even watching. And sure enough, here we are all these years later. He still does it. He does it with the exact same heart. And in fact, he's cultivated others to be like him in the process. And you've been imp- impacted by him yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Comes from there. But I mean, I was always looking around going, where did he go? Where's Joel? And after a while, I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in the prayer room by himself, worshiping the Lord where no one's watching, mm. going for it. Fully. I actually enjoy sets, the, like the late night sets at shop when there's like one person in the room more than the set that I lead sure. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. There's not much performance at that point, is there? No. You're really singing to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. And so worship leaders that are emerging right now, like yourselves, Mm -hmm. it's always been the same challenge for the whole almost 14 years or more, really, if you think about the years before. And I'm sure it's the same at every house of prayer, to try to find a young person who sees the value in actually sitting in a prayer room and singing to the Lord when there's no real audience uh, of people around you to to give you adulation or to tell you that you're great or to, to notice all your musical skills. Where you where you can't see the God that you're singing to, but you, you, you have to believe that he's listening, that this thing matters, that the process of actually singing songs of who he is and agreeing with him is not just, it is an end in itself, but there's, a, there's additional benefits that come from it that have an impact on your city. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that a 20-year-old needs to hear. Somebody needs to take them out for you know, coffee or bubble tea or whatever we drink these days (laughs) and sit them down and say, hey, listen, uh, not only does your voice matter to our house in that it'll help our sets go well, but your voice matters to the Lord in that you offer him your genuine offering of of worship and agreement. But there's something else going on. Your voice in agreement with him lifted up and declared in the spirit into your city is bringing change. The Lord is moving at the sound of your agreement with him. And uh, there's a destiny wrapped up in our city and it's 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 20 year old singers sitting in a prayer room somewhere going, you are great. You're good and your mercy endures forever. And you are filled with kindness and you love this city. Singing it and declaring it really has a big impact. And it's lost uh, because, you know, we're too busy watching The Voice or American Idol or something. You can't always see the power of that. But in heaven, this plays really well. And the Lord says, that's why I'm raising this movement up in the first place. So, you know, 20-year-olds, I'm looking for them all the time. I don't, I'm not waiting for seasoned ec- expert worship leaders who have got their own albums out and have been able to woo crowds and people love them and they have a great reputation. I want a 20-year-old that can play one instrument and knows you know, 10 chords and has enough uh, relationship with the Lord to be willing to stand up there and go for it and worship him for himself, worship the Lord for himself. And then let's follow and see where it goes. Well, I'm glad you found me. (laughs) I'm glad I found you too. I knew where to look. Yeah. It was in the second door down the hall. You're there every night at the dinner table. Yeah. Well, on 
behalf of myself and my dad. You've been listening to Shopcast. And if you want more information, you can check out our website at sanctuaryhop.com. And we'll see you next episode. Bye.